Louisiana, Verona, Java, Jamaica, Bombay, Barcelona. Show me those fabulous places we're longing to see. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ray. You're listening to Thought Provoking Talk on Dresser After Dark. Eliza Madadelian with us is a modern day mystic, a self realized spiritual guide, and an internationally acclaimed master healer, affectionately known as Mata. She is uh, a uh, seven-time award-winning author of In Search of Miraculous, of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, the transformational book that has been endorsed by Deepak Chopra as a simple and elegant map of the path of enlightenment. Mata is also the creator of the powerful No Yes Active Meditation and Transcending the Fear of Death and the Unknown Guided Meditation. And she's the co-host on Healing into Consciousness Radio. And let us say, Mata, Welcome to the show. Hello, Michael. I'm so looking forward to talking to you today. Oh, and thank you so much for being here. Mata, let's, let, let's talk healing for a moment. In all of your experience, has there been a, a, an overarching theme, some kind of a problem that underneath causes people to be emotionally, physically, intellectually, I'm going to use the word sick, that, that, that needs healing? Is there something that is underlying within all of us that starts to surface that causes the problem that needs attention? Well, first of all, the reason we do have a problem is because we don't know ourselves. We don't know uh-huh. the difference between our being, our, our, our thoughts, our emotions, and our beliefs. Uh, the underlying cause of everything that we feel, um, pain, sickness, illness, suffering with, um, it it uh, can be attributed to our belief systems, to our thoughts and emotions that are repressed. So we come into the body very um, open and receptive. So if you look at children, they're very open, receptive. They're very joyful. They're full of life. And gradually that life starts dying away. And the reason that is is because we inundate our children with so many conditionings and we tell them, uh, what's right, what's wrong, and we tell them not to be free to be themselves, who, to, who they truly are, um, and we don't teach them how to find their uniqueness. So then we grow up being confused. We grow up following something that are just man-made beliefs, and we completely get away from who who, who we are, from our being. And therefore, or all our sicknesses, all our malaise is based on being alienated from our own inner truth. Okay, I, I, I made some notes as you were talking, and I think one of the most important words that you said was repressed, repressed emotions. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that blocked expression. Hiding that uniqueness that you talked about for fear of being attacked. And I think fear in and of itself has got to be one of the prime primal causes that that that, uh, that cause conflict within a person's life that would bring them, that they would have that need for healing. And most people stop at that level of listening to their inner voice. They don't want to hear it because they're frightened to death of it. And it's the inner voice that's really who you are that's trying to tell you that life is okay. That's true. But we have to also understand that fear is only a symptom. Yeah. And we need to understand the real cause, why the fear is there. The fear is there because we don't know ourselves. We don't know that all these things that we believe in, we think that they're real. 
and therefore the fear exists. And once we understand that these things are not really real, the, the, the only real truth is y your being that is deathless, it cannot die, then the fear disappears. So ultimately it is knowing the truth about yourself, who you, who you are. And most of us start asking those questions sooner or later in our lifetime. And I was fortunate to start asking the question when I was five years old. And that was simply by witnessing my grandfather die. And the question naturally arose that I'm going to die one day too. And then who am I? What am I doing here? What is my purpose here? And unless we start asking these questions, we can't really know and find that part within us that knows that I am deathless, therefore there's no need to fear. So fear is a symptom showing us that we don't know ourselves. So effectively, the fear in and of itself, I'm just paraphrasing now, is that the fear that we live with is a belief that we've gotten from someone or something else that's not truly our belief. Now, we're living with that belief as, as if it is our truth, our own reality, but it's not. And as long as we're not living our own reality, someone else's definition of how we should live, quote-unquote, or how we should be, we're never going to be able to find ourselves. Am I close here? That's right. It's, it's exactly right. And also, we need to come to a point of recognizing our inner fear of death and the unknown because ultimately all the little fears sort of come into the root of the big fear which which everything stems out of and that's the fear of death fear of survival and if if we understand that if this person does not agree with me or does not give me what I need or um, suddenly I lose my job it's not the end of the world in other words my survival is it, it, it wasn't up to me to come to be born into this body, and it's not up to me uh, when I'm going to die. In a way, there's something, a greater force that takes care of us. And understanding that, okay, well, what is this part of me that, that thinks I need to do something and I need to cling, cling to things? And that's the part of our ego that we need to understand um, and eventually let it go. You know, we and we also have to define what truly what death is. And Mata, I, I remember there was a time that I was um, that I had a fear going on, and this little voice inside of me said, "You're going to die." And I said, "Yeah, what's going to die?" And then I got it when I asked that question, "What's going to die?" The problem that had been plaguing me for so long was about to die, and there was going to be a rebirth within. So when people get that feeling of death and the fear of death. Don't we have to define what it what it's the death of? Sometimes death could be a great thing. It, exactly, and you're blessed to have had that experience because that's that's very rare. Most people don't come to get that to that. They don't, they don't even ask the question: Who is it going to die? Who is who who is going to die? Who is afraid? And the moment we start asking that question, there is a distance between the the part of us that are that is identified with fear, and the moment there is a distance, then you fall into the consciousness, actually, which is already within you. We all come with that consciousness inbuilt. We cannot be uh, away from it. We just forget that we're already conscious. Now, now Amanda, there was um, another prime example. It was about uh, 13 years ago. I had uh, a life-threatening uh, problem. 
which obviously I lived, knock on wood. Okay. So, and I remember they said I had to have an operation. Now, I've been physically active all of my life, and I'm still physically active today. And I remember I, I thought, well, okay, if I'm going to have to have an operation, I better be in the best physical condition that I can possibly be in. So I was running up and down the hills, and I was sitting on a stationary bike in the garage, and I'm working up a sweat, and I'm just giving it everything I have. And then it hit me. You see, Mata, I made it okay to die. That didn't mean that I wanted to die. I made it okay to die. If that's what's going to happen, I'm going to die. And at that moment, when I made it okay to die, the pressure came off. And when the stress and the tension left, the immune system kicked in. And I think that in and of itself, what, uh, what, what it was, the, the, the physical dynamic of it, what it was caused me to be able to sit here and talk to you today 13 years later. Beautiful. And that's basically called acceptance. Acceptance of what is. And, and that's called surrendering. And there's, there's, there's paths to surrendering. In my book, I describe the seven paths of surrendering. And that's so important because in that acceptance and surrendering, what are you surrendering? You're basically surrendering your ego mind. Sure. And it's that's all, afraid to yeah, die. Yeah, and it's also stop surrendering. Another way to say that is saying stop the resistance. Stop resisting the, the things that are going on. Uh, you're, you're, you're in a river and you're, you're body surfing down the river and in front of you is a large stone. Well, if you resist the current, you're going to insert yourself into the stone. But if you just relax and flow with the current, you're going to go around the stone. And I think most people get confused with that word of surrender. Surrender just means stop resisting. That's right. That's right. And, and you're right. A river, in a way, has more power than the stone. Because the river ultimately reaches the ocean. Sure, sure. And if you, quote unquote, if you yeah. go with the flow, you're not going to get inserted into that stone. And that stone could be so many different things in life. And I really believe that life in and of itself and thought in and of itself is nothing more than a shift in how you think, which changes everything. Just a simple shift in the way you're looking at things. Exactly. It's basically the shift is a trans transformation. It's an alchemy that suddenly from the state of unconsciousness, you suddenly become conscious about things. And, and that's, that's pretty much the basis of, of my healing method, where I, I worked with the suppressed thoughts and emotions that people carry from year after year after year. And then they crystallize, they accumulate and crystallize, they turn into cysts. They turn into uh, cancer, they turn into fibromyalgia, depression, and once those thought forms or beliefs are released, miraculously, the whole body starts healing itself. Oh, sure. I, as a matter of fact, there were years ago, something very interesting. There was a, a woman who was trying to lose weight, and she was working with a therapist. And let, let's pick a number. Let's say she was 200 pounds. She, they, she would get down 180 pounds, and she'd get stuck. And they would have to do some, some regression. They had to go back to the last time she was 180 pounds, what was going on in her life, what kind of a trauma was happening. And then they neutralized the trauma, and then she got down to 160 pounds. And every time she hit a level, she had to neutralize it. And, and what it said was that basically the, your thoughts can get stuck in your body. And you can get stuck in such a way that when you're a certain weight and there was a trauma that was tied into that 
particular time of your life at that weight, you protected yourself. And that protection is going to stay there until you eliminate the cause uh, of why you have to protect yourself in the first place. That's right. So it, it still, it comes back to awareness, self-awareness and consciousness. Sure. So the cause to why did you have to do that or, or what happened that made you think this way. And, and that's basically the magic key. The magic key is the moment we become conscious of something that which was we, be, we believed in and we thought it was real does not appear real anymore. And then there's freedom. Then there is the, the whole body relaxes and the spirit relaxes. The, there's that deep let go that happens automatically. And yes, absolutely, this is this is the key for healing. And I think the um, there is there is in a way uh, I find there's a missing link between the alternative and the um, allopathic medicine, and that is to be able to actually access those thought forms and work with them very quickly. And and I've seen so many situations every day. You know, each time I work, there's like such a, an explosion of joy that comes as a result of letting go of all these old beliefs and and suddenly realizing that I am much bigger than who I think I am. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really what the key is. Most people don't think that they, they, they're able, they have the ability to go through that kind of thinking. You know, there's that old adage, thinking outside the box. And if you want to really define that, what that truly means is this, that we all pretty much have the same thoughts, but they, they, they ramble around in there that are going to come out a little bit differently. But if you define thinking outside the box, it means thinking thoughts you didn't think you could think. That's thinking outside the box. And that, in and of itself, is the magic pathway to what you do. Well, I think it's beyond thinking because the the way I work, I I, uh, eliminate the, the thinking mind altogether. And it becomes more like you come in tune with your inner knowing. And there's a difference between thinking and knowing. Sure. And once you know something, you cannot unknow it. It's, there, there's a very clear knowing from within. And thinking always brings you into doubt and, and, and uh, undermines your inner knowing, undermines your inner power. And the, the person who really truly knows themselves is the person who is fully in touch with their power as well and therefore is not affected by uh, people's judgments, opinions, um, uh, you know, how somebody else would want you to live your life. You know that it's my life and it's it's mine to live in, in and I have the choices to make. So I'm independent of um, what the outside reality would want to impose on me. So uh, my healing method is actually, my focus is to help people wake up. That's the bottom line for me. It's not just to rearrange something from negative to positive, but to understand that thought in itself is the duality that pulls us in two directions and we need to jump out of the thought, the thought process, in order to actually find that inner center and be disidentified from the duality, from the two polarities. And um, in, 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 in my book, I even have a whole chapter that I, that I say thought, I use thought, explain thought, and I say that thought is actually the third ingredient for health. We think it is the first, but it's not. 
Well, it's the difference between, I'm listening very closely to you, and what I'm hearing is the difference between, thought is the difference between, uh, the, the, when you're talking about that, that, that other mind, we'll call it, inside, it's the difference between bridging yourself to wisdom. There's a difference between wisdom and the intellect. You people can go to school for years and years and years, and then when they get out of school is when they really start to learn, because then all of that education then becomes wisdom. You fall down, yeah. you get up, you fall down, you get up. And it's the difference between thinking it and knowing it. And the knowing it is just accepting and allowing it to be without questioning it. And that's right. You, you, you don't need to question anymore because you know that the answers are within you. No, absolutely. And, no. and that's, that's the magic that we're missing uh, in our education system. We don't teach our children how to look inside and find their own answers. Oh, I completely agree. And, and I love working with kids because they're so, so aware. They're so much more aware than adults are. And if they can just be given a little direction to where to look for answers, they immediately get to the answer. And for an adult, it takes a long time to get to the answer. Mada, we're starting to run out of time now. Uh, question one is the website we can find you, the website we can find the book, and also information about your workshops. Uh, the, the website is madadalian.com or healingintoconsciousness.com. Um, I'll be at Omega Institute in uh, July 29th to 31. I have a workshop um, there. I usually run online workshops, teleclasses, and... Um, there is a special on uh, at the moment on Healing and Consciousness website that would, um, uh, with the purchase of the book, and I have a, an active meditation CD that I've devised that people can get a free teleclass with me where I can actually look into their energy, see what's going on, and give them individual guidance to what they can do. Wonderful. Hey, Mata, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Take care. Good night. Bye for now. Moment.